Caitlin, can we please have a word prompt? Silly putty. Lovely. Wow. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Pandemic has definitely made me think of like all the childhood toys that I wish I had now. Like every week I feel like buying a big Lego playset. Ooh, nice. They have some pretty cool specialized ones now. Yeah, it's just something to do with your hands. I can still listen to like a podcast or something and do other stuff, but it keeps you busy. So I'm going to take my mind off of everything. I like that. Hold on one second. Hey, welcome to the Over Talking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies just chosen by our guests. And this week we watched uh, Somebody Feed Phil. Checks notes. Season four, the <laughs> Singapore episode. For sure. Uh, had not heard of this before. I had, but barely. Yeah. We'll what, get to that was, in a second. Hold on. Do you recommend any about Legos? Bl- yeah. <laughs> do you recommend any Lego play sets? Um. Have you seen some cool ones? I've seen some cool ones. I've seen like the Friends set. I've seen a bunch of Hogwarts <laughs> ones. What's uh, the Friends set? Is it just the fountain or like a couch? It's or it's the, the, uh, the uh, coffee shop. Yeah. What was it called? Central Perk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't own any of these, but I would Yet. build. Would build if they were not. I think very expensive. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That yeah. Some of the big ones are like you can easily get up to like fifty, eighty bucks for yeah. some of these big sets. I miss my Steven Spielberg movie maker oh. Lego set that came yeah. with a USB camera and I made stop motion movies out of it. Yeah, I think you've talked about this on the show before. That's that when I peaked. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Can we upload that to our Patreon? Just the old videos. If you I can find it. it. They were good. They were good. I wish I, wish I could find them or, or that that still worked. Yeah. Um, speaking of peaking, let's bring on our guest. Oh, we're welcoming me back for the fifth time. It's Caitlin. The crowd. Welcome back, Caitlin. Wild. Thank you. Thank you for you look. Me. You look amazing in the over talking yellow blazer that we sent to you with the black accents. Yeah. Every f- five timers club member gets one. That's right. I know. I'm one whole hand on the show, and honestly. I, I can't believe it. I've still never run into an overtalker on the street, but I feel like now that this is my fifth appearance, I will get someone who just recognizes my voice. And I'm going to have to like do an Instagram photo. Like We're going to have to do something for that. I have yeah. to go public on Instagram because I'm on your show so much. You, you are uh, basically reaching celebrity status with this fifth time on the show. Um, yeah. It's it's something that other guests have had to deal with. The fame comes with certain downsides uh-huh. as well that you wouldn't expect. But uh, I think all in all, just the, the, the overwhelming sense of uh, envy uh, makes up for that. Yeah. For sure. I, you're right. I think I'm actually going to have to call Cam and Meg. I believe they've been on a fair amount. Just kind of get some advice for this new found stardom because that's a good idea. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to need some tips. I think too, you should change your strategy instead of expecting to be recognized. Just start asking everybody <laughs> if they listen to the show, anyone you see on the street. You know what? Actually that goes for really anyone that listens to this show. Just, yeah. Just ask people and start find those people. other over talkers out there. Over talkers are a tight group, you know. We are, yeah. They're family by by necessity. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a loving, lovingly tight family. Yes. But yes, thank you again for having me. There's nothing I like more than listening to myself talk, and um, especially about we understand. I think are fun. Oh, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As somebody who has to re-listen to every single episode. 
Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of people who do things with their mouths, is that sure? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about somebody feeds Phil coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. <laughs> somebody feed Phil. Somebody, please <laughs> feed Phil. Best part of traveling: sitting with people you just met and sharing a meal with them. Saudi. Am I lucky to have this job? Yes. Are there occupational hazards? Yes. Ah! Dramatic music. Oh, boy. Man, this is a lot. Too much? Yeah. <laughs> Please don't die. Don't die on me. And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast room once again by Caitlin, and we're talking about somebody feed Phil. Caitlin. We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never heard of Somebody Feed Phil, which was me as of yesterday, uh, what it's all about. Ready, go. Phil is a Netflix guy. He created, actually, fun fact, Somebody Loves Raymond. He goes to other countries and cities and gets tours from locals, tries the best food. He also, I would call it part travel show. He actually gets to do some fun activities in those places. His brother works as a cameraman, and he always ends every episode with a call to his parents, who he kind of shares about his travels with. Five, four, three. Waiting for hilarity ensues. Two, one. I mean, it's not really that kind <laughs> no, of No, it's not. No. <laughs> it's not that kind of show. There was some funny moments, though. There, he's yeah. a funny dude, and it's lighthearted. The reason I picked this is because... A friend of mine told me it would be a good, easy watch in the pandemic when, you know, obviously we're, we're not traveling. I started watching in the fall. So like I wasn't traveling. I had no hopes to travel. Like, you know, and I like obviously the food piece. So I, I know that I don't know what people really call it, either a food or a travel show. I think it's a mix of both because of the, the format. He really is like going and doing fun things while he's eating his way through these places. So it's kind of a mix. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask if, cause I did, we did a similar thing where, yeah, early on we were watching travel shows to sort of live vicariously through people to be like, Oh, wouldn't it be so cool if we went to this place? Like, Oh, if we went there, we'll check out that shop or whatever. And then we got to a point where we are like, and now I'm sad that I can't go to any of these places. <laughs> like at first it was nice. And then it quickly became a, I am so jealous of all these people. Yeah, there's a little like envy there, I feel like when I watched, but it also like was cool because there were like other cities that I was like, I'm never going to make it to this place, but that I love that I could watch it for an hour. That's true. I would recommend uh, checking out Travel Man. It is a British show hosted by Richard Ayoade. Oh. Um, they huh. spend 48 hours only at a place. So they try to like pack in everything. And I think they're like quick like half hour episodes or something like that too oh perfect nice that was the show i was referring to when i said we started watching travel shows early in the pandemic and then quickly fell off because we got jealous cool this this kind of felt like no reservations or or other shows like that i mean i guess it is kind of a a well-trodden type of television show but i i definitely do find it comforting i don't know why and it just makes me really hungry too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I used to watch food shows all the time, and then I just got too hungry, and then I I stopped. But some of the food that that uh, Phil eats on this episode in particular looked pretty tasty. Yeah, I would yeah. probably eat, eat some of that. What would you say your favorite food item you think would be your favorite if you got to try it that you had? 
I'm not sure. You know, I was really curious about it. At one point, there was some like room temperature chicken, which sounds like maybe the least appetizing <laughs> thing. But the the one guy said like it wouldn't be as juicy if it wasn't at room temperature, which I don't know how that makes any sort of sense. But I just want to try it. I just want to see what what that's like. That dish is called chicken rice. Just chicken, chicken rice. rice. Okay. Well, maybe I've had that before then. It wasn't room temperature, but... Uh. Yeah, I've definitely made chicken and rice before, but yeah, something <laughs> tells me it's not quite the same as yeah. it is over there. Right. But you haven't yeah. it from this particular place. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, I would say I'm I'm a decently picky eater, but pretty much everything they were eating looked amazing, and I think I would try. Absolutely. Um, my favorite thing is not a food from this episode... <laughs> It's a beverage, the Singapore uh, thing. First, yeah. just to give our overtalkers a nice little view here. He goes to this the most beautiful hotel bar, and he's got it all to himself. And there's this lovely bartender who teaches him how to make a Singapore sling, which is, you know, a classic cocktail in Singapore. And um, they have this, like, crazy mechanical... <laughs> I guess you'd call it a cocktail shaker that has like a wheel that you spin. So it's like the best shaken you could like ever have a drink be. And you get to eat peanuts and throw it on the floor while you drink this like really yummy tropical drink. And it just looked, it looks amazing. And yeah, I did look up recipes for a Singapore sling. I can, we can mostly make it. There's just a lot of ingredients involved, but I want definitely want to try it because if I can't travel, I'd love to make a tropical cocktail. Like that's that's like a little vacation in and of itself. Yeah, for sure. It looked pretty tasty. Not normally a gin person, though I don't mind it. But all the like, I, I want to say it was lime juice for sure. And then maybe pineapple juice or something as well. Yeah. And he was saying that you couldn't taste the alcohol at all. So that makes it even more tasty. Yeah. It looks really tasty. I really just want to turn the crank thing that shakes. shakes all <laughs> yeah, the that looked like a lot of fun too. Yeah, it looked also exhausting though. Like, do you see how like Phil is so skinny? Like his limbs are so thin. <laughs> like we could barely turn it. Yeah, it reminded me of like a like a paint can shaker that they were just using. That like it yeah. would also do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And it did not seem like that type of place that would let you put peanuts on the floor. It looked far too fancy. And then he was yeah, like, yeah, you just like put it on the nice floor. Upscale like, oh, place. Okay. And then he's like, put them on the floor. But I like that. Yeah. That's a good, a good mix. Didn't Phil like sweep it up afterwards? He yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. He's a nice man. He, he, has, yeah. he has really nice uh, manners that way. <laughs> The the one thing, uh, can you compare it to like no reservations or, or stuff like that? The one thing... I think this was my second or third episode of the show that I've watched. I, I checked out the New York one for sure because I knew it would involve a lot of pizza, which is always great. Mm. I will say, as somebody who is like the host of a food travel show, a lot of what you're getting out of him when he's eating stuff is just like, oh, man, this is so good. And then, yeah. like, that's it. <laughs> like He's not like, you can taste the, like, whatever and, and picks it apart. He's just like, ah, oh, amazing. And then moves on to the next thing. That's definitely a fair point. He is not... Super descriptive in how he feels about it, and he just does seem to like everything, which could be true. I, I appreciate the enthusiasm. Yeah. I was waiting for your all's critique on this because I knew it was coming. And <laughs> you know so well after being on so many times. Yeah. And oh, like, of course, I'm just to back up, like, I'm looking at all the episodes, literally agonizing, like, I want Ken to like this. Like, Ken. <laughs> 
Why does everyone think I'm like the hardest to please on the show? Because you understand. are. No. You annihilated the Santa Claus from this Christmas. Like I the, the Santa Claus too, but I gave the yeah. Santa Claus one a ten. Yeah, didn't I? Watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't Caitlin's pick, Ken. I'll stand by that. And I said I, I'll stand by yeah. that. Yeah. So <laughs> Phil, no. Phil, he you have to watch the show because he gives his review of the food, you know, minimally with the verbal, but it's mostly expression, like his, yeah. it's in his body language. And he like, just kind of like makes these crazy eyes. And then, which is kind of funny because it's like body language is universal. And he goes to like other places outside of America and he just like makes these like crazy expressions. And then that makes like the people who made the food or the waiter, whoever, like so happy. It's like his way of communicating simply but yeah you don't find like you can taste a hint of this like we're not going there that's why i'm like that's why i don't know if i would call it like a straight food show like i feel like a travel and food show because like he's not right picking apart the recipe and telling you exactly like what it would taste like if you were there but it's enough that they take beautiful like you know like they pan over the food really nicely with the camera like you get to see the food and you get to like guess what it's like and he is very agreeable, so he does seem like he mm. likes everything, which kind of just makes me happy because he does go to these places with locals, and like they obviously handpick like all of this for him. So it's nice that he's not like overly critical. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would enjoy watching him be like, "Oh, this is not good." With yeah, someone who brought him to this place. Right. Yeah, be, maybe like, that's extremely rude. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's, you're right. That sort of is the charm of the show is that he's just so excited about everything. He's like, everything yeah. is amazing. I love this place. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, a nice, simple, mmm, is like a universal language. Everybody's going to know, like, oh, he's enjoying it. He likes it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does a lot of thumbs up. And I think, like, I respect, like, culturally, I feel like he tries really hard to, like, get the culture across too. Like, not just, like, here's a cool yeah. place to go in Singapore, but, like, here's why and here's, like, what a little bit of history. Like it's not, it's just kind of like a good variety and mix of everything by the end of the episode. I mean, I am not a fan of airplanes. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I go on them, but I'm not sure I can make it to Singapore, but I really want to this. Like the, the fact that it's a city inside basically a rainforest, but with all of the cultures, like, the Chinese, the Malay, the Indonesian, like all of the different aspects of Singapore are just so cool. But I do not know if I can do like, I looked it up. I can't remember. Like, I don't know. It's like close to 30 hours or something. Like it's oh, wow. a million years away from Chicago. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It did look amazing. I love the the boat tour. That's, oh. that's mm. like something... One of my memories from uh, traveling abroad uh, across the pond uh, uh, was in Switzerland where we did like a like a sunset boat tour. So like you have the Swiss Alps in the background and the sun is setting and you're on a boat like drinking champagne. I was like, this is amazing. Wow. I'm going to yeah. hit you up when I go to Switzerland. I need to do that. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Lake, Lake Lucerne, I, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Switzerland is beautiful. Lucerne. Isn't that the brand of milk at Jewel? It is. Sure, it is. It is yeah. other like, cheeses and stuff. <laughs> Clearly, you lactose-free shop, household. What was that? Caitlin? Clearly, you're a big jewel shopper. You got that jewel card. I, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's perks. tied to my phone number. Yeah, absolutely. Big, big jewel goer. Absolutely. <laughs> we um, love our signature select. Yes, for sure. 
I, I did like that this show, we already touched on, like, it's not just food, it's, it's places. And, and one of the coolest places I thought from this episode was, I don't remember the name of it, but it was three huge buildings. And then at the top, they're all connected by this giant uh, spaceship rooftop thing. I don't know. It like juts out even farther than the end of the two or three towers. But yeah, it's got like a huge infinity pool up top there and like a whole area. I don't know. I thought that was amazing. I want to go there. I have to say my palms were sweaty when they were like standing at the edge of the overhang because like I just get like kind of nervous about those kinds of things. But like it's literally so weird because when you normally see an infinity pool, it's just either a cool pool or it overlooks like another body of water because like that's what they do. But like this one overlooks other skyscrapers. <laughs> yeah. The most like interesting view and like so unique. Yeah. And all. Yeah. Start- I, I definitely was also very nervous with them talking about like, or like looking over the edge and him even sort of pointing it out of like, oh yeah, we're at the part right now that where there's nothing underneath us. We're on the <laughs> ledge. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. Do you know, for some reason that didn't make me nervous as much as seeing the people in the infinity pool. And I'm sure it was just the angle that they were filming at. Cause I'm sure there's more beyond the infinity pool, but they like swim right up to the edge and it gives us an infinity pool. It looks like. You can just go right over. Like, there's nothing yep. there. There's no railing or anything. There, it's just water. I don't know. That, that looks scarier to me. Yeah, don't think I could do that either. I will say my favorite like place that he visited was the airport. Which, if you watch the episode, oh, yeah. you'll know why. Because it is. I mean, I haven't been to that many airports, but I would have to say it has to be one of the most stunning airports in oh, yeah. the world. It has the largest waterfall coming out of the ceiling, which is this beautiful atrium. And it's like a dome and just light shining through and like all these, you know, tropical plants surrounding the waterfall. And it's just huge. And if I could get enough Xanax to get me on a flight all the way there. uh, And that was my first glimpse after that long, long ass plane ride. I would be so happy. Yeah. I'd probably put my right. bags. I'd just like sit there and just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did I just take a flight to heaven? Yeah. This place wow. is amazing. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about one of the, the food places that they went to. It was by the Australian chef mm. who opened up like a, not, a seemingly kind of Australian barbecue with a Japanese and Singapore melee flair what you thought of that restaurant because it was kind of fancier like little bites but like relatable kinds of food uh i believe it was called burnt ends so already a plus there (laughs) because that's the best part of like barbecue food in my opinion it looked amazing everything yeah everything they ate i I wanted it looked perfect the giant oven yeah i i have i have two things i don't remember all the food but definitely they had like steak at one point and like a pulled pork sandwich. But having that said, I don't know if that's necessarily probably what people go to Singapore for. I'm sure there's like twists on these things, but like, is that a Singaporean restaurant? I don't know. I think that's a good question. And because I've watched like basically all the episodes, there definitely is points where like he's in these cities and he's eating stuff that really like you would not think, oh, he's here and he's eating that. Like, which I kind of like because he definitely hit the traditional stuff. But yeah, I don't know if like if I had a week there, would I end up making it to the burnt end restaurant? I'm not sure because I don't know if like yeah. I would have time to 
eat all the other. I good think stuff. I would though, just I for would. like the comfort food aspect of it. I don't know. I had um, the person I live with. Um, he'll be unnamed. I had him make a copycat of that pulled pork sandwich at the end. Oh, dang. How was Rioche it? Rioche bun, pulled pork with like a little coleslaw on top. I'm like, I'm salivating. It was so good. Mm. And I know it's not the same as the Australian chef, but like my chef did it really nice. Like that was, <laughs> that was inspiration for two dinners. I mean, I got a nice show. I got a nice like relaxation watching this, like some fun, like, travel aspirations and then i got two pulled pork sandwiches later it was awesome dang <laughs> did what oh, so are, are we put yeah i'm very hungry are we putting like a certain barbecue sauce on there i assume or is the slaw enough to give it like juicy i believe he did like a there was like a honey mustard not white bar like there was i'm not a huge barbecue fan so it's like a little subtle something me neither it's like a honey mustardy thing and it was phenomenal Ooh, yeah. nice. Dang. Yeah. So tell your chefs where you live. But. Yeah. I'm eating pork tonight, actually, right after this. <laughs> Ooh, Some nice. pork tenderloin. Ooh. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Pulled pork. I love that that was, the, that was their quote unquote dessert, too. It was yeah. like, now they've had a giant slab of just steak, like just meat. Right, just How about meat. a meat sandwich? Oh, good. It's so funny. That's so true. I think, though... We, we talked a lot about the the traveling and, and the food, but I think my favorite part of the episode was Phil's call to his parents. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I, did, I didn't realize until you said it, Caitlin, that that's, that's every episode. Yeah, so you said episode, like that. he ends the show by Skyping his, well, sadly, his mom had either passed or she was in like a nursing home at that point. But in the beginning, it was just the mom and the dad who live in New York. And then by season four, I don't recall if she passed, she passed sometime in there. So it was his wife and his dad. So um, he ends every episode Uh, showing them like one of his favorite things. It's like a snack or a drink or like something that he has in his hotel room. And then he always like gets their reactions, which of course, because they're in their nineties, like are hysterical. And then his dad is you know, just this old Jewish grandpa who ends with these cheesy jokes. And he always asks his dad to say some jokes. And um, yeah, they were interesting this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it. I I don't remember the first joke or the second, but the last thing he said, which wasn't a joke. I think he was just making an offhand comment. He's like, do you remember this one person? And Phil's like, nah. He's he's like he uh, he introduced your mother and I. Feels like, and, and the dad's like he he died. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. All right. Oh man. Yes, that's his dad. You know he <laughs> sometimes he's in better moods. I mean, I think at this point, by you know three years in, he was starting to kind of. I mean, I think he's alive now. But like, yeah, he you know. Sometimes when you're you're older, death just seems like a regular kind of conversation, like just part of everything. So for him, probably wasn't as weird as it was for us. But Phil's <laughs> reaction is just like perfect because he's just like, well, thanks, dad. You know, it's just like, yeah. he's so funny. And um, <laughs> the other like inside joke, if you continue to watch the show, is like one of the cameramen producers is Phil's brother, Richard. So they, if you ever heard, like they've mentioned Richard like two times, but... 
it's like mm. Richard's like the annoying golden child. So like, he'll always like make jabs at Richard or his parents will bring up Richard and they'll be like, or Phil will be like, why are you bringing up Richard? Like, hello, what about me? Like, I'm the one schlepping around this place, trying to do a show, like trying to be funny. And they like, don't, you know, they don't get it. They just want to know how Richard's doing. Yeah, they have a sibling rivalry. And he always makes fun of, Phil always makes fun of his mom. Like if people, a lot of the people they interview are like, I was inspired by my mom, my grandma to cook and to make, you know, that's why I have a restaurant or whatever. And he's like, yeah, well, not my mom. She was a shit cook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I do remember one of the jokes and debating whether or not it's worth retelling. It was, it was pretty bad. I do. It was basically, it was a play on words of he brought up Bruce Springsteen oh, right. and was like, oh, that, he, he's, that guy's Singapore's or whatever. He was implying he sings poorly yes. was the play on words. Yes. And I love that he, he then, after telling the joke, uh, continued to talk for a minute or two trying to explain the joke to <laughs> Phil. <laughs> he was like, no, yeah, I, I got it. I didn't laugh for a reason. <laughs> was, yeah. You explaining it is not helping. Absolutely. Even better. Well, what do you guys think? Do you think it's time for... Hey, did you know that? I'm ready. I think it's getting about that time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listeners, it's time for Hey, Did You Know That? It's the trivia portion of our show where we pit our guests and CJ head-to-head to see who knows the most about what we watch. Caitlin, CJ, are you two ready? Ready. Ready. First question. Need to preface this. Not a whole lot of trivia about somebody feed Phil. Not a whole lot to go on here, but uh, we'll, we'll get through it. So first question, this is multiple choice. Phil had a previous culinary travel show called what? Was it A, feed me, I'm Phil. B, I'll have what Phil's having. C, fill me up. Or D, feeding Phil. Oh, God. I'm going to go with fill me up. Okay. It would be whatever that was. I'll have what Phil's having? Yeah. That's correct. Okay. Oh, wow. I did not know that, and all of them were so similar. They could all really have been a great show title, but... Yeah, yeah, great is definitely the word I would use for all of those titles. cheesy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the benefit of when people choose wrong, because I know they're just choosing something I wrote, and I I was pretty proud of Fill Me Up, just (laughs) just to be honest. Disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question number two. How many total episodes of Somebody Feed Phil are there? And we'll just do whoever gets closest. And probably CJ should go first. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin probably has a decent idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, 11. Okay. I don't think there's that many. Do I get penalized if I go over? No, just closest. I'm going to say 24. Okay. There's 22 episodes. Wow. So you get, you get the point. All right. How many seasons is that? Four. We watched... Season four. Yeah. I must have not scrolled down far enough then in the Netflix to see that there were <laughs> lots more episodes. Yeah. thought it was only like four per season or something. Yeah. Yeah. That would be closer then. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're already here. There's no Rotten Tomatoes score for this, but what is the IMDb score out of 10? Closest without going over. Oh. Kaylin, you're in the lead, so I'm going to insist that you go first. Yeah. All right. Out of 10. Out of 10. I don't know anything about the IMDb people, but I'm going to go with... Wait, are we doing decimals here? Yes. Yes. Mm, 6.7. Okay. Ooh. 6.8. <laughs> it's 
6.8 gets it. It's 8.2. Dang. Ooh, I underestimated yeah, people. Damn it. That's pretty so good. I, I, I feel like. Higher. I should have. <laughs> IMDb are like tougher critics in my book. If, if you're if you're looking at like Rotten Tomatoes versus IMDb, I I rarely see anything up, like in the eights on IMDb. If if it has an eight anything, that's a very high rating. Well, good for Phil. What a high honor. I also wanted to err on the low side because I thought they would be critical. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. love the show. I think it's great. I think it's a good escape from reality. And also you learn something and then you crave something and then you go and binge eat in your pantry because that's all you've got. <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, believe it or not, Kaylin, that makes you our winner. Wow. Thank you. Because I was embarrassed by my score and performance on the quiz um, over the holidays because, I mean, not to give myself an excuse as to why I lost and didn't do well, but I had watched the movie like seven to nine days before we recorded and I had a really hard time like remembering the details. <laughs> and um, I learned my mistake. I learned, and I'm never going to make that mistake again. So I watched this in the last 48 hours just to be sure that I was like fresh with content, everything. Nice. Spoken like Smart. a true five timer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched it earlier today as well. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. I have a bonus question. Oh. What is the Rotten Tomatoes audience score? Because they did have that. Oh. Just, just for fun. Okay. What do you think Ooh. it is? Yeah, I think to Caitlin's point, this is kind of a a comfort show, and yeah, probably like like eighty three or something. Okay, probably in line. I'm gonna go maybe higher. Seventy eight. Okay, yeah, I think CJ was pretty. I mean, you both were pretty close. It was uh, eighty one. Oh. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's well liked. Yeah, that's good. For sure. Well, I think I think means it's time for our ratings. Yeah. Ratings. Ratings, Caitlin. On a scale of one to ten, what would you rate somebody feed Phil for you? Wow, it's a lot of F's. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm saying nine out of ten i just think wow. it would be a 10 out of 10 if i could now go to singapore like i just I love, <laughs> it. I love the people that he meets and how he ends with dinner with all of that like and just obviously the tourism part the culture part and you know the food is beyond cool and i like that i like that his favorite food isn't the michelin fancy stuff he always yeah. It seems like, at least on the shows that I've seen, like he prefers, you know, the food halls or the stands or the street stuff. Like he likes good food. He doesn't care where, if he's eating on like a, literally a piece of wood on the side of the road or like uh, some dirty table, like he just wants good food. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that about him. And so, yeah, it makes me feel good. And I think it's a little inspiring and um, it's cool. Nice. Nice. You know what? I'll go second. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did like this. Um, you know, this is the kind of the show that I would typically watch, but um, I thought Phil was entertaining. And then afterwards, learning who he actually was helped a bit too, because I just thought he was some dude. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good. I liked it. I'd probably watch another one. And uh, <laughs> I want to watch the New York one. I'll give it like a seven. Okay. That's pretty yeah. good, right? All right. I'm, I'm taking a breath of relief because. Yeah, yeah, better than what I've heard in the past, Ken. So I'm <laughs> from. Look, I, I I answer honestly on this show. And we appreciate, and, it, uh, but it's a little scary. I don't know if you ever think of your guest perspective. We don't. It's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you appreciate that I'm honest because then it, sometimes everything's low, and then you're you're upset. 
You're mad at me. No, I, I, I do appreciate you, Ken. It's just, it just sometimes I get nervous coming on here. I get Dumpy. that. Yeah. All right, CJ. You know, I, I think I'm going to have to be in the handholding club with Ken. Seven is about what I had in mind as well. It's a, it's a fun watch. Like I said, though, I think I think what I wanted from it is to get a bit more of the like the food stuff, because if he's going to be eating it all the show and be like, tell me a yeah. tiny bit about like how it was made or name like two ingredients in it instead of <laughs> yeah. just like, ah, oh, man, this is so good. He's definitely no food critic, but um, yeah, it still and, is satisfying to watch. Yeah, exactly. Like this is for sure a, a show that you can throw on and you're going to have a good time. You can kind of like turn your mind off to you don't have to pay super close attention, kind of like a comfort watch. So, yeah, I, I think a, a seven is about right. Well, I have to say I agonized over what episode to pick because all of the, the cities and the countries are totally different. So if if I could recommend to you and the over talkers some episodes to watch that I. Oh, great. The one, it was a tie, like I could not pick which episode. It was between Singapore and Saigon, which is in Vietnam. And I loved that episode so much. So I would say watch Saigon. I also loved Venice. Mm. Like, even though I feel like Italy sometimes, I don't know. It's, I've never been there, but I feel like it seems, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like accessible. Like I've heard of it. I've seen things. Like it just didn't seem like I didn't know stuff, but then he like, tasted balsamic on ice cream and it was in gelato and it was kind of crazy. And so there were like good parts to that and very pretty. Um, and a lot about the history of Venice and like not wanting it to die out. And that's like super important. So that was cool. Yeah. So those two for sure. I liked those a lot. My least favorite episode was Hawaii. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Because I loved Hawaii and I ate, I feel like some of the best food I've ever eaten when I was there. And he did not literally do like any of the things that I was expecting, like, except one thing I like, I was like, what did you do for a week? Like, why didn't you go here? Why didn't you do that? Like, I was like, kind of aggravated because I wanted to like relive my Hawaii. And I like hardly Uh, recall like anything that he did being something like I could relate to. So I didn't really like Hawaii that much. But like, watch it for the scenery. It's fun or whatever. But yeah, those yeah. are my those other two are my suggestions. There are plenty of more good ones also. Cool. Yeah. I, I will say gelato in Italy. Oh, my God. So good. When, when, as soon as I tasted it, I think while I was only there a few days, but had to have gelato at least once per day oh, as yeah. soon as I got my hands on some of it. It's amazing. I kind of have a rule when I travel. I have to have ice cream gelato or something like that like 80% of my time wherever I am yeah so like if that's every day it's like basically perfect (laughs) yeah I I insisted on stopping to get more on our way to a bar where people were just starting we we somehow found a bar in Rome that had beer pong which was interesting yeah wow and people were the group i was with were flocking to that to start drinking and i insisted on going to get more gelato and then was like eating gelato while playing beer pong which is a terrible combination if anyone is wondering i definitely had to throw out most of my gelato because i was like my stomach can't do this anymore i need to stop too nope held it all in thankfully but yeah uh that was uh, quite a a night like a beer float in your stomach yeah exactly yeah Italy is a good time. I have a question for you both. Okay. Which 
internationally because U.S. I feel like it's kind of boring. I want to go more aspirational. Where would your mm-hmm. first international trip be post pandemic or whenever it gets safer? <laughs> Ooh, yes. Uh, something I have been hmm. thinking about. Um, my lovely girlfriend and I have been talking about possibly uh, Sweden Ooh. or like Norway oh. and that whole area. Um, we learned that a friend of ours has a cousin in Sweden and we could like go hang out with them and they would, as a local, be able to like show us all the cool stuff around and st- Dang, which I think nice. is a huge plus if you, yeah. if you're with somebody who has spent a lot of time there or who lives there and can really show you like the local spots. I love that. Dang. Cool. Yeah. I have not put any thought into this. Um, oh my gosh. What have you? I know my lovely girlfriend <laughs> wants to go to Paris at some point. Um, which that would be very nice. Yeah. Go back to Paris. Um, I don't know. I th- we used Paris for you. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been once when I was way younger, but I don't remember anything about it. For the past couple of springs before COVID, we uh, flew to Jamaica to like an all-inclusive resort, and that was pretty nice. So I don't know. I kind of just want to go and relax somewhere. So that that would be kind of nice to go back there. Absolutely. I'm in between both of you. I'm for sure sitting my butt on a beach in Mexico. And I want to do a Europe thing where I either do a combo of Germany, Switzerland, and or Italy, Greece, whichever is safer and possible. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Switzerland is lovely. If you're in Munich in Germany, uh, seek out a bike tour. That was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, I've never been to Greece. I could talk a whole episode just about, which has nothing to do with your show, but it's all about me. Um, it's, it would be all of my horror stories of bicycling in or on a vacation because there have been so many Caitlin issues on bikes in other places, other countries, tears, flat tires. I mean, can you give us just one really quick? Give us a little hint on what these issues might be. Yeah. It usually happens that people think I'm a bad bike rider, which I don't really know how, like you can't really, it's either you bike or you don't. Like, how can you be bad? Well, I guess uh-huh. I'm a slow bike rider. So, okay, you know, there's that. But basically there was one time where I was with my family and they were making fun of me and I was last in like a line of six people. And they were like, you're so slow. We're leaving you. And I'm like, guys, I am pedaling so hard. I'm like screaming in a forest. Like I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And I'm like getting so frustrated and I'm hitting my bell over and over and no one, no one is in sight. They've completely left me and finally meet them at the destination. And I park my bike and I'm like basically in tears and so frustrated. And I'm like this joyful, like little, like, cute ride is just not fun at all. And I hate all of you. And it turns out that I had a flat tire the whole time. Uh. I kept getting people yelling at me while I was bike riding. And I just thought I must've looked distressed or like lonely because uh. like I wasn't with anyone. Then I realized, Oh, they were probably yelling, like pull over your, your bike like has no air in the back tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my legs were killing me because i was like i'm sure oh it was awful uh, yeah that would do it yeah that was not a fun bike ride wow no I, so any case i'm good i but although i had a lot my most recent vacation biking which was in amsterdam two years ago fun no mishaps none there you go so like i'm on an up and up with that kind of thing 
Amsterdam, the the bike capital of the world. I know. 7,000 bikes are in the river every time they go and count. <laughs> wow. Jesus. <laughs> Amsterdam, another lovely city. Huh. You know, that city, Amsterdam, like a storybook. So yeah. amazing. Agreed. It's a weird rap, but like one of my favorite cities. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Well, now I'm starting to get a little travel FOMO. I was feeling really happy when we started. <laughs> yeah, no. See, this is what I was afraid of. This is what I was saying. Like watching these shows, and you're like, I just, I wish I could go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the best we can do right now. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Well, Caitlin, thank you for joining us. Uh, it was a good pick this time. <laughs> wow. This time was like a wow. sassy. And, and honestly, like, now I'm almost afraid to come back for like six because it's like, how am I going to make Ken happy? Like I've done it once maybe. And that's one for five, really. So Don't worry about Ken. I, yeah. Just pick what fine. you Yeah. It's fine. Well, you didn't let me pick what I'd really want to pick. What was that's, that? That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> it would be another Real Housewives episode. Oh, that's right. That was when you guys weren't famous, when I was on episode seven, and I convinced DJ to let me do a Real Housewives of uh, New York episode when just like trying to get guests and stuff. But now that you're uh-huh. popular and famous and you like know the overtalkers, you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> but- Did you turn down Real Housewives, CJ? Is that? I, I think I maybe asked if there might be another show in mind <laughs> or, or something. Right. Like it was not offensive. It was. Thank you. Yeah. Like, would you want to rethink that? <laughs> just, is, just gently steering away from that idea. Is there any <laughs> other thing that you watch on TV? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I want to appeal to the overtalkers, and if they're not housewife lovers, like you know, sad for them. But like, they might be. For all we know, let's put a sur- can we do like a little survey or like call in like housewife yes or no like just just yes yeah. no. Text us. Yeah, text us. Leave a voicemail, email. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there we go. We're, ju- we're jumping into plugs. Yeah, everything's yes. in the show notes. It always has been. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to plug it. It's there. Caitlin, do you have anything you want to uh, plug or say at the end here? I thought about this ahead of time because last time I didn't have anything really like great to say. And the thing that I want to plug is do your research, but get a vaccine when it's your turn. Um, I believe strongly that it's really important for yourself and to protect everyone you love and even the people that you don't like. So get vaccinated as soon as you can. If you aren't already, that's all. Yes. Agreed. Great. Absolutely. Do we just Uh, not do plugs now or I don't know? Yeah, I would love that. (laughs) I would really love that. Well, I think, uh, well, one, we should say next week, Next episode is our 200th episode. Yes. And we've got, we've got a couple things in store. It's not going to be your typical episode of us just watching a, a TV show or a movie. We've got some, some special guests lined up. And tune in to find out what that means. Can't wait. Yeah. And also because... Maybe we haven't fully planned all of it out yet. So tune in to see. <laughs> we have an idea. It's going to be good. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, it's our 200th, 200th episode for people who know our, our 50, 100, and 150 have been usually just CJ and I, but I think it's going to be a bit more of a celebration. So yeah, yeah. check it out. 
Yeah, that should be fun. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. And as we always say, somebody feed Phil. Oh. <laughs> Bye. This episode of the Overtalking podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. Special guest this week was Caitlin. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.